This is The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore. Good morning, it's John Moore. This is The Breakfast Wrap for Friday, June 2nd. The weather forecast for today, another hot, sticky one, 32 degrees for a high. We'll start the day with sunshine, a mixture of sun and cloud as the day moves on, and there's a slight chance of showers and maybe a thunderstorm later this afternoon. Here are the five things you need to know. Number one, a man accused of menacing the mayor's debate has been arrested. Number two, a second teenager now arrested in fireworks on transit stunts. Number three, Facebook parent Meta is preparing to block news for some social media users. Number four, effort to defund Catholic schools is heating up. And number five, the Buttonville Airport prepares to close. The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore. Hey, look at that. We made it to Friday. It's a sweet, sweet Thank Friday. You. I didn't officially declare it, Nick Marano, but it's okay. I, I think we're in pretty good form today. And uh, so we shall declare this to be a sweet, sweet Friday. Just feels good. And especially when you consider that, yes, it's going to be another hot, sticky one. 20 degrees already at this hour. I don't know about you. You can let me know how it went for you at 71010. You can always send me a text, perhaps dilute the texts that come in from anti-vaxxers and various other people who are trying to persuade me that I'm I'm the man. And I'm working for George Soros, apparently. Um, but, you know, I went golfing yesterday. One of our golf mates dropped out saying it was just going to be too hot. And I don't know. Maybe I'm impervious to that. Maybe... I uh, have the the blood of a British colonial, but I just, it, it was fine. So we got another day like that. So depending on how you found yesterday, you'll find today largely the same. And then things are cooling off for the weekend. So it's going to be a very nice uh, weekend. Let's see, tomorrow, 26. Okay, it's on the warm side, but it's tolerable. And Sunday, 22 degrees. So, uh, lots of things going on, including the latest development in this business of a mayoral debate being called off last night, is that the person in question, who was identified early on in all of this, has been arrested. And the story, as told, is that this individual threatened to shoot a mayoral candidate. So we come back to that uh, hoary expression, abundance of caution, What they decided to do was to cancel the debate last night, which was supposed to happen at OCAD. And most of the candidates decided they'd retire from the scene for at least the day. It'd be interesting to talk with some of them today, as we will on the show this morning, and ask them if they plan on getting back out there. Because there's different ways of reflecting on this. I mean, whenever something really terrible happens, people always turn around and say, oh, yeah, I know, he said he was going to do that, and then he did it. So, you know, an apprehended incident of terror or violence is always going to seem to be less important than it is. It's probably unlikely that this guy was actually going to shoot a mayoral candidate, but you can't fool around. Uh, Brad Bradford, you can throw in number 22, said... You know, they're just trying to keep everybody safe. So they took direction from Toronto Police Service. Toronto Police Service, can you imagine the effort yesterday? They had to get in touch with 102 individuals and 102 campaigns in order to tell people about this threat. How are you feeling? We are, uh, you know, we're responding to the information that we got this afternoon. Uh, Feel fine, but this is a, uh, you know, as we understand it, a serious security threat. 
And so just taking the advice of Toronto police and corporate security and making sure that uh, we're keeping everybody safe. And uh, that includes, of course, the public that would have been participating in the, the debates tonight, uh, all of the volunteers, the organizers, and, uh, and the campaign teams as well. So we're taking our direction from, from Toronto police and corporate security and really appreciate the hard work that they are putting in right now to keep everyone safe. That was Brad Bradford appearing on The Rush yesterday afternoon with Reshmi. Josh Matlow commented that he actually closed down his office for the day. And he said, listen, I'm not shutting down the campaign entirely, but I'm not going to be out and about. Um, so to be clear, we're not, it's not so much pausing our campaign. There's a lot of work that we'll continue to do, but uh, we're not going to be holding... Uh, the public events that we would have today, including uh, a debate that is scheduled for this evening, until um, police advise us that the suspect has been apprehended or they believe that uh, that that the conditions are safe for the public. Given that, um, given that, you know, mayoral candidates, including myself, have been uh, threatened, but also. You know, any any public situation where the public would be invited to, uh, it really is a risk for everyone. We also uh, closed our campaign office today to protect our own staff. Uh, and I've, I and, and our team have been in touch with the other campaign teams just to make sure that we're coordinating uh, together as well. So that was Josh Matlow also appearing on The Rush yesterday afternoon. This morning, actually, we're going to be talking at 7.05 with Mark Saunders, mayoral candidate, but I think... It also comes to bear on that conversation that he's the former chief of police. So does he think that police handled things properly yesterday? And how would he measure the level of threat? I mean, I'd be curious to know. I don't know if he'll tell us. But during the time that he was chief of police, how frequently does somebody make a threat like this? I mean, um it's just this is clearly a person with issues, uh, previous convictions for violent incidents as well. But all of this leading to last night's debate being canceled. Olivia Chow called the incident unsettling. Anna Bailao, who is also going to join us this morning, was not supposed to be at last night's event, but said threats against any elected officials or those seeking election are totally unacceptable. And, you know, this comes back to... A discussion we were having on the show yesterday morning, there was a feature article about how they're considering upping the level of security for some public officials, and this is at the federal level, and uh, cabinet ministers. Not all of them have um, security. And it's just a part of something that I keep coming back to. There is this valorization of dissent as if we live in, you know, World War II occupied France. So menacing public officials, uh, killing people, whatever, you know, engaging in um, minor insurrections, you name it, that all of that stuff is justifiable these days. And then there's just a level of disorder, disrespect and, and uh, violent intent out there. And I don't know if there's any winding back the clock on it either. You're listening to The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore. All right, more on these stories. I think we've talked at length about the uh, threat against the mayor's debate and how it got called off last night. I know some people think that's an overreaction. But, I mean, first of all, I don't think we are noticeably impoverished by the lack of one of a hundred debates. But, two... You know what, if you went ahead with the event 
and something did happen, then everybody would say, you had the chance to stop this. Why didn't you do anything? So yes, it's uh, you know a very sweeping action that was taken or a series of actions that was taken yesterday. And you know anybody who says that they're hiding in their basement like they're in Kosovo, I think maybe you're getting a little carried away, but better to be cautious than reckless until everything is known. And the guy's been rounded up and in all likelihood, it was a completely empty threat. But you know, there were like four people who were supposed to, um, in addition to killing Abraham Lincoln, they were supposed to take out some cabinet ministers, but the other guys got drunk in a bar and never got around to it. So uh, another teenager, this time a 16 year old boy facing seven charges after allegedly setting off fireworks on TTC buses in Scarborough. Remember we had apparently seven incidents, I think in nine days. This is the second teenager who's been busted. They make the potentially fatal mistake. Now it's not fatal, but they like to videotape themselves. And that's really the reason why they're doing this, right? I've compared this to the movie franchise Jackass. They're pulling a stupid stunt and they like to film themselves doing it. And then they like to share that video. And once it's shared, I mean, some police officer sitting in a police station with access to Google can track down pretty well all the information they need to bust these kids. Um, so the boy, let's see, while on board a bus, he allegedly threw fireworks into a crowd of people waiting at a bus stop then exited the bus, boarded another bus, where he allegedly lit and threw a firecracker. One person suffered minor injuries. And on Thursday, the same boy got onto a TTC bus, allegedly set off another firecracker, prompting the vehicle to be evacuated due to smoke. No injuries reported there. Uh, the boy has been arrested, charged with three counts of mischief, two counts of assault with a weapon, two counts of possessing a weapon for committing an offense. And then again, if you presume that this kid has decent parents, then you really have to wonder what happens when they go to the police station and pick this kid up. And, you know, what's that car ride home like? And what's dinner like? And what happens the next day when you get up and presumably have breakfast and go off to school? We're going to be keeping our eyes on the boards at uh, Pearson Airport. Uh, and actually, it, this affects all airports in Canada, but, you know, we'll check out Ireland and Pearson because Air Canada had a system-wide technical issue yesterday that caused flight delays and cancellations across the country. The technical issue is with the system the airline uses to communicate with aircraft. Uh, as a result, a total of 292 Air Canada flights or 55% of the scheduled load yesterday was delayed. 38 flights were canceled. Air Canada Rouge also experiencing delays and cancellations. And the big question is, okay, do we get back to normal this morning? And we will endeavor to confirm that for you. But certainly I'd encourage you to check out the boards. They're available online. You go to the Pearson Airport website and you'll actually be able to identify your flight number and see if there are any issues there. I always find it interesting when we have these technical failures to reflect on how the system used to be run. I mean, remember you would book a flight. I don't know, I don't even know how they did it. I guess they did it over telex or some sort of a system like that back in the day. You'd call a travel agent, they'd book the flight. Then you'd have to get a paper ticket, which in my case with the travel agent I used to deal with, he would personally put through the front door on his way home from work. I still remember 
it was in this century, actually, going to Mirabal Airport to get on a charter flight to go on a vacation in wintertime. And they had this seating plan of the plane. And you would check in, and the ticket agent would then peel a sticker off of, you know, a piece of wax paper or whatever, and place it on the seat number that you were going to be in. Now we have all this wonderful technology, and yet when it fails, we end up in some pretty serious trouble. Okay, so here's the poll that I was talking about just before we took a break. And I know that some people are probably going to make a big deal out of this today because it paints a very, very different picture of the race and its cause for excitement in certain campaigns. However, I also think it's a bag of garbage. Uh, this is a poll by Election Opinion Poll, conducted by Research Association of Toronto. Olivia Chow, 21%, Mitzi Hunter, 19%, Anna Bailao, 15%, Anthony Fury, this is the biggie, 14%, Paul Collins, okay, hands up, who knows who Paul Collins is? 11%. Mark Saunders at 9%, Josh Matlow at 4 Brad Bradford at 4 Okay, so here's what's wrong with this poll. It was conducted by people working their way through the crowd at Word on the Street, which is a book festival that takes place around Queen's Park, effectively. So, yeah, actually, it, there were some clever aspects to this because they just handed people a duplicate or a replication of what the ballot looks like and said, who would you vote for? Put an X on this. And so people cast their vote with 102 names on it. Now, that's actually better than most polls these days, which are robocalls where they name names. And if you don't say Anthony Fury, then nobody can say, I want to vote for Anthony Fury. Um, but, okay, first of all, the problem here would be it's not a representative sample of the city. If you want to have a representative sample, it has to be random. You don't go to a book fair, which is a very specific population. Uh, the other aspect in all of this would be that, you know, Paul Collins apparently is a writer, according to Joe Cristiano, who produces the show. I said, who's Paul Collins? And he said, he's a writer. Okay, so people would know who Paul Collins was. But this is, this is simply not a scientific poll. Even the other ones are to be questioned because, you know, there's about sample size. There's about whether it's prompted or unprompted recall. But I ain't looking at this one and saying, that's it, Fury's in. Subscribe today and always hear the latest episode of The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore. All right, it's time for what Toronto's talking about. We'll say happy Friday to News Talk 1010's John Moore. Hey, John. Hey, happy Friday to you, too. Good morning, John. If you're thirsty for conversation, this is definitely the right place to be. And, John, we start with a pretty serious topic, though. A man accused of threatening to shoot Toronto mayoral candidates, thankfully, has been arrested. This was a man who was seen with a weapon who was threatening to shoot a mayoral candidate, and police did manage to bring him in a few hours later. His name is Junior Francois Lavagesse. He's 29 years old. He has previous record for violent behavior. And, you know, we come back to that ridiculous but uh, probably apt expression, abundance of caution. Mm -hmm. They decided to shut down last night's mayoral debate, which would have involved five of the major candidates. And several of the candidates decided just to uh, take themselves off the campaign trail for the day Josh Matlow, as a matter of fact, even shut down his office. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, scary situation there. Uh, and turning to this now, you know, sometimes we report on a story with a similar theme and we have to do a double take because we're thinking, is yeah. this the same story? Uh, we know a 14-year-old girl was arrested for setting off fireworks inside a bus. Well, now a teen boy has been charged for allegedly setting off fireworks on TDC buses in Scarborough. I think three incidents. 16-year-old boy is facing charges, and you're absolutely right. It was several incidents, some involving fireworks, some involving firecrackers. There was one person who was uh, injured. Police arrested the boy. He's been charged with three counts of mischief, two counts of assault with a weapon, two counts of possessing a weapon for committing an offense. So I imagine there may be some consequences, mm -hmm. in addition to a very stern speaking to if he's got decent parents. Yeah, likely. Okay, John. Uh, in the meantime, let's talk mm -hmm. about Meta. Of course, that's the owner of Facebook and Instagram. It's going to start test blocking news on Instagram and Facebook for some Canadians. This has already happened in Australia. Australia seemed to sort of win out on this, but this is a sort of another test case here for the big company. You're right. This is an experiment for one month. People will be randomly chosen. You will not know if you're part of this until you decide you want to share an article on one of these platforms, and then you'll get the message that says you are not able to share mm. on this platform. This is uh, Facebook and uh, WhatsApp and Instagram, and effectively they're protesting the fact that Ottawa wants them to start paying for the content that they currently get for free because instead of say the Toronto Star getting the advertising Facebook gets the mm. advertising money yeah very controversial issue there and you know happening elsewhere across our country to the east and west of us it's been an unprecedented start to the wildfire season and it's destroyed almost three million hectares of forest I can't even fathom how much that is Oh, I know. Bill Blair, the uh, security minister, was talking about this and trying to give us some image in terms of how many PEIs it might be, how many football mm. fields it might be. It's unimaginable. If you look at a map across the country, we are facing problems, particularly in Nova Scotia and Alberta, but there are also wildfires burning right here in Ontario. It is the most severe and massive start to the fire season we have ever seen, and we've never had as much territory on fire at this juncture in the year before. Hmm. Yeah, it's been a pretty brutal season, there's no doubt about that. Uh, speaking of firing up, John, uh, maybe we're talking about some svelte stoners here, but despite the munchies, it seems that frequent cannabis users appear leaner and less likely to get diabetes. That kind of flies in the face of what you might expect. You're going to hear some uh, smugness, I think, today mm -hmm. and tomorrow from <laughs> some of the tokers. But yeah. frequent users are leaner and, perhaps more significantly, less likely to develop diabetes. Now, this may not be as good as it sounds because the thinking is that it, it kind of takes effect, this effect, in your teen years if you start smoking, which mm. actually increases the possibility you might end up with some psychological issues. But also, it's, you know, it sort of is blocking certain things that could be healthy for you. So so you may be leaner and you may not have diabetes, but you may have some issues in your metabolism. Yeah, it's huh. so interesting. I always, you know, it was always my thought, like, oh, these, a lot of people who regularly smoke weed, you get the munchies all the time. Why are they so much skinnier? I'm like, what's this secret diet? Ozempic? Like, <laughs> anyway, interesting food for thought. Smoke them if you got them, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Have a great weekend. News Talk 1010's John Moore. We'll chat with you next week. Take care, John. Jennifer Shung and... Nick Dixon over at CP24. And there's an awful lot of takeaway from this story about cannabis users and uh, diabetes and weight. Because I was mentioning in our conversation on CP24 the possibility that if you start smoking pot in your teen years, there is an increased likelihood of uh, schizophrenia in particular. And the connection is may not be contributory because the thinking is that 
you schizophrenia in particular and bipolar disorder are disorders, and I don't even know if we use the word schizophrenia anymore, but a lot of these psychological issues only manifest in your early 20s. So is it causal? Is it the fact that you smoked pot that you ended up with these psychological disorders? Or did they merely manifest after you had smoked pot? The conventional thinking when it comes to the research has been that it may accelerate the onset of these issues, but even if you had never consumed pot, you would have had those issues. Um, but in this case, interesting connection because a lot of people probably know that um, people used to smoke sometimes, like ballet dancers back in the day would smoke because it's an appetite suppressant, and so they would um, smoke conventional cigarettes to stay thin. And as more and more people got off cigarettes, and this may be related to other issues as well, it's, it's, a lot of this stuff is hard to determine because you can't necessarily draw an immediate link. But we've all gotten heavier over the last 20, 30 years. And the thinking in some circles is that it's the fact that everybody kicked smoking. It may also be the fact that we consume more ultra-processed foods now than we did. Also, we're a bit more sedentary. But there's a related story today, and that is about how they are, as an experiment, weighing people in New Zealand when they get on a plane. Well, before you get on the plane. And actually, if you've ever, to come back to Buttonville, everything is an interlace today. Um, when you get on a small plane, like a nine-seater, for example, which we use for the last leg of our trip every summer, when you get on, they ask you your weight. And sometimes if they don't believe you, they'll, they'll make you get up on a scale. And of course, what they have discovered over the years, this is why when they did the census, the last time we did a, the big census, they actually sent people into uh, people's homes and they brought a scale and they weighed you. And everyone said, that's so invasive. No, it's because we have to know how heavy people are if we're going to build things like, you know, elevators. And when it comes to flying, it becomes very significant. If there are 250 people on your plane and they are 10% heavier now than they were five years ago, that is of note. So speaking of how our weight has changed, the last time we did uh, uh, this experiment on planes was 2004, and the average person weighed 170 pounds. Um, the most recent research has found that the average person weighs 190 pounds. That's 20 pounds per person, beyond significant. But I can see how most people would be like, I'm just trying to get on the plane. You can't weigh me. And then have you ever seen that shuffle that goes on at the airport when they're starting to weigh bags? And so you have this family and each of them have two bags. And I think it's if your bag's over 50 pounds, you then you got to figure something out because they won't fly it or they're going to charge you. So then everybody ends up popping up all the luggage. And there's this huge Moroccan bazaar as you move stuff from one bag to the other and try to get to the 50 pounds. I was mentioning those wildfires, and I think it's worth re-emphasizing. We have never had this much land on fire in Canada by the 2nd of June before. And we're going to check in with uh, some of our friends in Halifax this morning to find out how things are going down there. Because I know when we spoke with uh, one radio show host yesterday, he was saying that he thought yesterday was going to be kind of a critical day in terms of figuring out if it gets better or if it gets worse. 
It's 5.56, and uh, coming up in the 6 a.m. news, more obviously on the cancellation of last night's mayor's debate. Perhaps more importantly, uh, we're trying to take a pulse this morning of the campaigns and find out whether or not they're going to just throw themselves right back into it. And what kind of security are we talking about, if any? And I think we'll certainly learn more. I was quite deliberate when Joe Cristiano and I were talking yesterday afternoon about how we were putting the show together for this morning. I said, we got to get Mark Saunders because Mark Saunders is the former chief of police. So if anybody understands the relative importance of something like this, it would be Mark Saunders. And then there are those who think that, you know, people were being divas. But, you know, in the environment we're currently in, where people are physically attacked, I mean, it was... It wasn't the end of the world to have gravel thrown at you, but somebody threw gravel at the Prime Minister of Canada. So you think if people are without trepidation about physically finding a way to try to hurt a political figure, then you have to evaluate every threat. Uh, incidentally, speaking of uh, political figures in peril, uh, a lot of people are making sport of the fact that Joe Biden tripped over a sandbag yesterday on stage and had to be picked up. And for all those who want to argue, well, that's just, that shows you what a rickety old man he is. Yeah, you know who else fell on the stage this week? Bruce Springsteen. Should he stop touring? That is The Breakfast Wrap. Thanks for listening. My name is John Moore. I hope we'll talk again soon. You've been listening to The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore. Don't forget to subscribe and get the latest episode from wherever you get your podcasts. And listen weekday mornings from 5 to 9 on News Talk 1010.